NUS PSS podcast team Conversations on the Move. I'm Jory and I'm Renia. And let's get rolling. Hi Renia. Hi Joey. <laughs> so welcome everyone to a new episode of podcast. So in the previous episode right, we talked about the green flags of friendship and today we're going to talk about the red flags. So Rina, when do you decide to end the friendship? Like what are the red flags for you? Mm, I think it's when the friendship becomes transactional. Mm. Like it doesn't add value to your life. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, right? Like, you know, when they only appear to you when they need help, yeah. Yeah, when they just ask help from you and mm. they don't want to help back. That's like very selfish of them. Yeah, <laughs> Or, you know, when they ask you to buy insurance from them. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that's a good one. Oh, um, there's also times when I think when our values don't match. Mm. Like, for those cases, I think we can only be surface-level friends. We cannot mm. be super close. Mm, yeah, or like, you know, those type of like selfish and stubborn people, right? Where they only think their perspective is the correct perspective and they're not willing to listen to other people's perspective. Yeah, or when they only gossip about other people. Yeah, I can totally imagine those cliques. Mm, <laughs> that's very toxic, yeah. Okay, but this episode is not really about identifying the red flags of a friendship, but rather how we go about ending these friendships. So, Rinia, what do you think like you would do to end a friendship? Mm, I think it really depends on the nature of our friendship Mm-mm. and what the person is like. Mm. Uh, I think there's like two types of way to do it. One is the non-confrontational way and one is the right. confrontational way. Right, right. Okay, so for the confrontational way, right, before I meet the person, I will have a list, I will have a mental list of things that I want to address before the meeting itself. Okay. Yeah, usually on why I want to end this friendship. Actually, this is quite similar to romantic relationships as well. So mm, I think it's mm. also applicable. So yeah, my goal of the meeting, right, is to end the friendship. <gasps> relationship <laughs> yeah usually when it comes to that stage right mm. i i think that i have to be um true to my convictions already i cannot okay. let anything sway me anymore so i must really be mentally strong before going into this meeting okay okay so it's like what if they beg you you know like no i don't want to end this friendship with you yeah even if they beg right i will try not to change my mind because i'm ending it for a reason like okay. usually when it comes to this stage i have contemplated it several times okay, before doing okay. it yeah so i would first have to explain my point of view okay and still um, listen to their point of view like after all like still have to remain respectful lah. okay okay yeah. Wow, Rina, what a confrontational girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it really depends. <laughs> oh, oh, but then what if, like, they didn't expect it to end? Like, they thought, like, their friendship has been going well, and, like, maybe it's been, like, a couple of years already, and then suddenly one day, you decided to end it, but they didn't expect it. Mm, then that's kind of delusional, I would say. <laughs> yeah, like, if there's something wrong, it should be... Okay. Both sides should feel it. Mm, so maybe true. if they don't expect it, they should listen to my point of view. And even if they don't want to end it, right? Mm. Like even if I, even if they don't want to end it, but I want to end it, mm. there's no point in holding on because okay. you need two hands to clap. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess like maybe from the POV of the receiver, right? 
they'll probably like undergo five stages of grief, right? Like first it'll be like denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Although like, yeah, I think the faster they reach the acceptance, the happier they'll be. Yeah, definitely. It's not easy lah. Mm. Yeah, mm. then I heard of this thing online, right? Called the sunk cost fallacy, mm. where, you know, it might be a waste to suddenly end something that you have been invested, so invested in it. Like, for example, would you, like, throw away a five-year friendship, like, you know, end it because it's better for your mental health? Or, like, would you not end it because, you know, you're sentimental and you have been together as in as friends for so long? Mm, yeah, I. it really, really depends on the situation, I feel. Even if a friendship is five years... Um, it, it feels like you're making use of the person but honestly sometimes some friendships are there for that period of time in your life mm. and y'all enjoyed it mm. but maybe it reached a certain stage where you guys are not such a fit anymore mm. and I think it is okay to let go especially when you know our paths will divulge over mm. time especially as adults yeah, yeah when we grow up or priorities changes and stuff. Mm. And especially I feel like if it affects your mental health a lot mm. in a negative way and it doesn't get any better Mm-mm. and your friend doesn't realise it, then it's better for your for yourself also. You have to put yourself first sometimes. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Mm. So right, you you said like you prefer to be confrontational, right? Um, I think mm. Yeah, I think it really depends on the situation. But mm. most of the time, I think confrontational is better because there's a sense of closure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, like, personally, right, um, I I do, like, a case-by-case. Case. Like, sometimes I'm confrontational and sometimes I'm not confrontational. So I, I feel like I convey myself better when I'm face-to-face. You know, like, it's easier to explain why I suddenly want to end this relationship or friendship. Or like, and I also feel like um, it's a bit more respectful in the sense that um, if you are still on like good terms with the person, right? And meeting face to face gives them like gives both of us a good closure. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I definitely agree. But at the same time, there are also cons to being confrontational. Mm. For example, I think you tend to be more emotional than rational. Because uh, you're right in front of the person, right? Mm, so you mm. have to react on the spot. Yeah. So there's really a lack of time to process and internalize the conversation. Especially when emotions are so high. So maybe yeah, you're not even yeah. listening anymore. As compared to if you're texting them, you have more time mm. to read the words and process them. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I can imagine myself like being like highly emotional, right? And then end up like not ending the relationship or friendship with the person anymore. Because like, Personally, I'm a very sentimental person. Mm. So it's like, yeah. Mm. Or I also think like sometimes um, face t- when it's face-to-face, right, it's, it's going to be like hard to say what you want to say because like the problem then becomes real. Like it's out in the open and you, op- and you open like a can of worms that you don't want to deal with now because you don't know if the problem is real, right? Or you're just like overthinking about the problem. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you also cannot bear to be so brutal, honestly. Mm. Yeah, especially like the person's right in front of you and then maybe they're crying or something. Yeah. Then some things will be left unsaid lah. Mm. Yeah. At the same time, you also want to give them face. 
Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you don't want to end on a sour note, right? Like you don't want mm. any bad blood or anything. Mm. You don't want to go so extreme that you go from friends to enemies. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. so like maybe on the flip side, right? I can mm. share a story. So um, basically, right, I was with... Um, I have a friend in JC and he became like super dependent on me. Like ev- whenever he calls me, right, I have to meet him like no matter what. If not, like he will threaten me. Mm. So like He seems like the confrontational type right So I mm. thought like It would be safer for me to be non-confrontational mm. So what I did was like I wrote a letter to him Then I passed it to his brother And then <sighs> the next day So I told his brother like Oh uh, give it to him only like the, the next day at noon And it was such a specific time Because I was gonna fly overseas mm. And like I was flying at like 10am So it's like at noon right I would have been on the plane already right So he had no way of contacting me mm, That's very yeah. smart actually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah So I think personally right I had the experience of Being confrontational Like having a confrontational thing Not working for me mm-hmm. So I chose the non-confrontational way So like you know, I say he will threaten me, right? So, yeah. like, there was one time I tried to end the relationship face-to-face. Friendship, not relationship. And <laughs> <laughs> the friendship face-to-face, face, right? And then yeah. he, like, physically restrained me. Oh my god, me that's actually... That's so scary. Yeah, he prevented me from going home and stuff, right? And I was like, I couldn't break free from that, right? So mm. I was like, okay, never mind. We'll just continue being friends. Yeah, so... I think that's why I chose to write a letter instead of like facing him again. Mm. And it's smart that you gave him when you're not in Singapore anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he can't even like come find you if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, he kept asking me for like the details of my flight and stuff like oh that. Oh my right? God. I wouldn't give him. That's so scary. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if, if like I was like checking in my luggages and everything. Already, oh shit, he then he show up. Over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he blocked you from going on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Dude, no. So I, that's why I gave the letter to his brother the day before I flew. Mm. Yeah, I I think also right like as you said or like um if we say it over text or like as I did write a letter it gives us Mm. more time to process our thoughts and feelings and Mm. for them also like it gives them more time to process what you're actually saying and not like give a direct reaction you know like maybe they hear something they don't like don't like and then they immediately react to it but actually thinking if they sit down and think about what you say they might actually agree with what you say Mm. yeah also right speaking about that i thought of another story Mm. where like i um okay this is actually like a guy that was dating so it's kind of relevant but also uh, it's it's kind of not relevant but it's relevant uh. yeah so what happened was um Things weren't working out. So I met him face-to-face for dinner and I mm. broke up with him like face-to-face. Oh, but right, dinner. there was a super, super awkward gap because like he's like the non-confrontational type. Mm. Yeah. And then so like after I said everything, right, he didn't say anything, you know, that I don't know what to do. Oh so gosh. I just like, you know, um, said like, oh, you know, you can leave from how you came. <laughs> and then like, yeah. It's like the complete opposite of the first guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also talking yeah. about this awkward gap, right? Like, you know, do y'all walk separate ways after your breakup? Like, if it's confrontational, right? Like, you're, mm. you're maybe you'll meet up for dinner. Then, um, after you end the relation, the friendship, right? Do y'all like walk separate ways after you end it? Or like, yeah. do you cry in front of them? Like, 
what if you, what if they feel like you cry in front of them makes it like makes you very manipulative or something oh and as the person who goes to the meeting wanting to break up right mm. do you let the person know first or do they come in to dinner not knowing what to like not knowing that they will be broken up with today um for me it's like they don't know <laughs> oh, no it must be such a nasty surprise yeah yeah <laughs> oh okay mm. oh yeah and Speaking about that, I feel like being non-confrontational, right, you can be like more brutally honest mm. and like it's also, it could be also like easier to express yourself also. Yeah, mm. yeah definitely. You would type mm. things that you wouldn't say in person. Yeah, probably. oh, it's like very hard to say. Yeah. yeah, but this also brings me to the cons of non-confrontational because mm. sometimes this is something that I also debated with with my friends. Like mm. over text, it seems really heartless. Yeah, like, ending a however long year friendship just with one text is like, is that what the friendship is worth to you? Mm. Yeah, so um, it's really hard because. Um, you really have to find the line between which is the better option. Yeah. Depending on the person also. And do you think it's easier to have closure over text or face-to-face? Okay, so I think, right, if um, you, you say it over text, like the person who's being broken up with like has more power because like you can tell them like whatever you want, right? But they can just not reply. Mm. Right. Although, like in face-to-face situations, that might still be the case. Like you can just like stand up and leave, you know. But I think for like both situations, right? Like they would, uh, at least for the text one, they mm. would like be able to like repeatedly read your messages to like internalize whatever you say. Although mm. like there might not be a reply, but if it's like face-to-face, right? What if like they hear the f- the words, "I want to end this relationship," and then mm. they just blank out from there, and then they never hear anything that you say. Mm. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's hard Like, it depends on the type of friendship that y'all had also Yeah, like maybe if um your friend is more the non-confrontational type mm. Then maybe like putting them in a non-confrontational situation Would be easier for them to like process whatever you say mm, That's true mm. Oh, but I also noticed from your two stories, right? Mm. You actually do the opposite of whatever the person prefers. <laughs> so that it can put you in a better pow- position of power. Which yeah, is oh. yeah, quite an interesting <laughs> and useful strategy, I think. Oh, I didn't realise that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so to conclude, I think we should explicitly set new boundaries for both parties and reach an understanding with mm. each other. Because I think even if we are not friends anymore, we can still be civil yeah. and be on, on good, uh, friendly terms. Like, yeah. yeah, still respect each other. And especially because now we're adults, right? <laughs> so we really should act like adults. You never know if you might meet them in professional settings next time. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, we have to think about other things also, right? Like, what if we contact them in the future, as you said? Like, are we gonna like keep our distance from one another? Or like, maybe reconnect in the future? Or like, you know, of course, there are cases that resolve on their own, right? Like, maybe you'll just stop talking and then, like, maybe you'll feel like a bit of nostalgia every now and mm. then. But if you, maybe if you think back to why you ended the relationship in the first place, then maybe you'll feel a bit better. Mm. Yeah, actually this reminds me of something that happened to me in secondary school. So my best friend, right, in sec 1 and sec 2, like, we just suddenly stopped talking in sec 3. Like, I don't know why and I don't know, like, 
how it came about. There was no argument, no nothing, you know. So mm. it was just one day at the beginning of sec three where we had our sec three camp. And then in the bus on the way to the campsite, right, I was like, oh, do you want to sit with me? And she was like, no, you can sit with your other friend. I was like, what? But we always sit together. She's like, no, 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 it's okay. Just sit with your other friend. So like, you know, that back then I wasn't thinking much of it, right? So I just sat with my other friend. But that resulted in us like not talking for the entire year. Oh my god, that's very long. Yeah, yeah, like I have no idea what happened. And then suddenly in sec 4, we became close again. Oh, that's, that's so weird. Without, <laughs> yeah. any, without any, like, warning. Yeah, yeah, no warning, no nothing. We just became close again. And, like, funnily, like, she's still one of my bestest friends still now. Like, I'm actually gonna meet her tomorrow. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that's good lah. There's a happy ending to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, but actually, it also reminds me of my own best friend uh. Like, I used to have a best friend, uh-huh. but we um, ended the friendship after my 21st birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's a very long story. I was quite sad about it for a very long time, mm. but I felt like at that point of time, we had no choice but to end. Maybe it was getting a bit toxic. Mm. Yeah, but actually I was very surprised because this year on my birthday, she actually wished me happy birthday. Oh. And I was so touched, like, and surprised that she actually remembered and mm. and bothered to do that that I cried lah. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's no extremes. There's always like you don't have to be like uh we're not friends anymore forever mm-hmm. and ever. This is like not primary school lah. Not say <laughs> ah, I don't friend you already. Then then you're really not friends anymore. Yeah. I think we can always leave it to fate a bit. Like mm. who knows. We're still young. We can still mm. be friends again, even if yeah. yeah, there were some hiccups along the way. Yeah, that mm. reminds me of like my recent like friend situation in mm. university. So like one of my closer friends in university, I right, like we had a huge argument, and mm. then like um after that like we didn't talk for quite a long while, like maybe like one year. And mm. then when we like tried to like patch back our friendship, right? It was like never ever the same, which is pers- mm. like which personally makes me like really, really sad because mm. we were really close like last time and like we didn't there was like no feelings of awkwardness or like anything and I can just tell her anything on my mind, right? But mm. right now like um whenever I meet her and like we like talk and stuff, right? Mm. Like, I feel like this yeah, this yeah. awkward gap. Like I, I don't know how yourself, to solve it. Right? Like, yeah, you can't be authentic anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really get what you mean, la. Mm. Oh yeah, speaking of that, right? Like you know, just now you mentioned that you cried after your friend wished you happy birthday. Mm. I feel like that, like you know, still means that your your friendship with her like really, really means a lot to you, and mm. maybe y'all can try to patch up. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. So like, it's never easy ending a friendship, la, Especially mm. when it's something that meant so much to you. Yeah. Yeah, but mm, sometimes when it's not like beneficial anymore, especially when it's getting a bit toxic, maybe y'all just need some time apart from mm. each other. Mm. And when you're both at a better mental space, then that is when you can you can try reconnecting again mm. as friends. Yeah. Speaking of which, if you want to learn how to deal with a heartbreak, that will be our next episode. Okay, so I think that's it for this episode. 